right. Hey everybody, welcome to The Blacklist, the show where we interview the elites. And today we have my man, Daniel Blue. I've known Daniel for a few years now. Um, and today's a real special treat because, you know, The Blacklist is all about finding people that know the hacks to life. Um, and he knows a few. Um, he knows a lot in the financial space. And also recently, I'd say the last six months, also mindset-wise. Um, you'll kind of hear a little bit about his story today, but, uh, you know, I appreciate you being on the show, bro. Ulysses, thank you so for the invitation. Excited to be here. No problem, dude. No problem. Well, one thing that we were fucking around with a little earlier is, um, the, the running situation, right? Give everybody a breakdown of how crazy you are from like the last six months from going to no running it whatsoever to like literally what you did right before you got here. So picture this, we're in Dallas. It's June. It's humid in Dallas, as you know. Yeah. Right? And I grew up in Vegas. I'm in Vegas, right? So it's dry out here. Humidity is not something we deal with. So it's, Thank God. Exactly, right? So it's June 3rd. It's my birthday. And I'm running with a buddy. And it's hot as shit outside. And we wanted to go get a lift session, hit the gym. Uber was just like acting up. We're like, let's just run to the gym. It's two or three mile run. So I'm like, okay, I'll just run with my buddy and we'll go to the gym. I run two or three miles. And I'm gassed, dude. Like running wasn't something that I did a whole lot. So I never called myself a runner, long distance runner. None of that, right? So we get to the gym. That two to three mile run felt like I ran a marathon. I'm dying. While I'm working out with my buddy, my buddy tells me, hey, man, I'm turning 38 miles in about a month and a half. I'm going to run 38 miles for my 38th birthday. And I believed him because the previous year when he turned 37 years old, he ran 37 miles. So when he tells me this, this is a really good friend of mine. There's that competitiveness, right? I'm like, bro, I'm going to do it with you. He's like, <laughs> he's like, okay. So that was the day, Ulysses, that I committed to, okay, six weeks from now, I have a 38-mile run that I have to make. And within that six-week period of time, dude, I took a lot of L's, right? Like the, I get back to Vegas and I run five miles. And I'm like, dude, how am I going to run 38 miles? And there was a few times, and I remember like it was yesterday, I did an 18-mile run in Vegas, and I started cramping up. It got so bad, I had to call my wife, and she had to come pick me up because I couldn't run anymore. Yeah. So I'm the whole time thinking, how am I going to run 38 miles? Well, 38 miles is something that we ran six weeks later. We started at midnight. Because this is in this summer, right? Yeah. And think about this, Ulysses. I started long distance running in summer, right? It's 100 degrees outside every day. So we have to run at 3 a.m. midnight. Yeah. And we crushed their 38-mile run. So shout out to my buddy, Trevor Cowley. Like, he got me into the game, got me addicted. And I just fell in love with it, man. Trevor. Uh, he owns a, a big-ass accounting firm real, and then real, real business owners. Yeah, him and yeah. Kale, shout out to my buddy Kale. I mean, they got top 1% business so podcast. He, he's the one that, uh, that, that he, he got me fuck. in. Yeah, he got yeah. me no, in. No, I know them. Yeah, they're studs, man. They, yeah. they got me, he got me in it. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I think what's crazier is like, yeah, in six weeks, you went from like running like a couple of miles to like 38, you know? And then today, how, many, how much did you do? I did 30. And the- Insane. I'm in Utah, right? At this point in time. Yeah. So I live in Vegas. I drove to Trevor's house. Trevor has a beautiful house near Zion National Park. Yeah. It's a two and a half hour drive. So I ran 30 miles this morning with Trevor and another buddy. We got done with that run at about two o'clock. Had to drive two and a half hours back to Vegas. 
Dude, that car ride sucked. If you ran 30 miles and then within an hour you got to get in the car, <laughs> you're stiff as shit. I get out yeah. the parking lot here at the wind and I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, dude, I got 10 minutes to get there. <laughs> I felt like I ran another mile to get here on time. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you made it though. You yeah. know, you, you make shit happen. Yeah. Um, well, I, I appreciate, you know, you having this type of conversation because for me, it's like, uh, it's incredible, you know, that, that you have the willpower to do that. You were just talking to me right now. You said that 30% of it is actually physical. The other 70% is mental. Um, for pe- Before we get into the finance stuff, for people that are listening to this thinking, that's insane. I'm never going to do that. I don't even think I can. Um, how do you get past that? So I ran 50 miles last week. And prior to that, the, high, the, the longest I've ran was 41 miles. And I completed 50 miles in about 10, 11 hours. And Ulysses, there's what's called you hit a wall when you're running. And the wall is you hit, literally, you feel like you hit a wall and you just think about quitting. You think about doubt. You think about you're scared. You just think about all the negative limiting beliefs, right? And that's why I love running, Ulysses, because running is so similar to business, so similar to life. Like you hit these walls, right? You think about giving up. So I'm at mile 18 on this 50 mile run three in the morning, it's pitch black. And I hit the wall, dude. And I eat, I have to stop. Like I start walking and my buddy keeps running ahead of me. I'm like, keep going, bro. And I have this two minute conversation with myself where I'm thinking, how am I going to finish 50? I am 32 miles away. How am I going to do 50 miles? I feel like cramping. I don't think I can do it. And then immediately I think about, dude, I have the wrong mentality at this point because I keep thinking, bro, I got 20 miles left. I got 30 miles left. 50 miles is so far. And then I'm giving my pain a voice, like that little little tweak that I made maybe in my hamstring or that pain I've got in my calf. I start thinking about that pain. I say, okay, I feel great. I'm going to finish this race and I'm going to do one mile at a time. So after mile 18, that two minute conversation, me against me, I, I run the whole time. And at mile 40, dude, I felt like a champ. Right. And I finished all 50, but I stopped at mile 18. And I thought I was done, right. but I had 32 miles left in the tank. So yeah. guys like running is, you don't have to be an ultra runner to get the point I'm trying to make is how many yeah. times in business have you thought about quitting, right? You've got yeah. that doubt. You've got that limiting belief, but dude, having the challenges in front of you and overcoming those, those adversity moments, man, like that's what builds character. That's what builds self-worth. And that's what running has done for me. And I, apply that into business. Yeah, dude. Powerful, powerful. Um, I, I love that. You know, I think a lot of people, um, mindset is probably the number one thing you got to focus on. I think, you know, uh, especially like the, the, what to do, I think gets handled once you figure it out in here. So that's powerful, bro. And I appreciate you sharing that. Um, now let's dive into the finance hacks, right? So primarily, and you were talking to me about this, you know, right before we even hopped on the podcast, but you know, a lot of the shows, what, it, what it's about, it's about hacks right? Now, you know stuff that most people don't know that Wall Street doesn't talk about. Um, What is that? So think about it like this. There's trillions of dollars right now tied up. Trillions of dollars floating around out there that people think they can't access until they're old and retired. Yeah. And what I'm specifically talking about is money in 401ks and IRAs. And if you have a 401k or IRA right now, you're probably getting crushed. You probably feel like how I felt last week on mile 18. You feel defeated. You're scared. You're worried because the market's down like 20% this year. A lot of people have lost a lot of money. 
And there's a myth out there that you cannot access your retirement account without paying penalties and taxes. You right. are stuck using your retirement account to buy stocks and mutual funds. That's not true. Wall Street wants you to believe that, but there are IRS approved strategies that allow you to take your 401k or IRA and use it to invest in your business. Use it to buy an e-com store. Use it to buy product for whatever business that you have. Use it to invest into a private company. Maybe you have a buddy that's starting a software business and you can get in early, right? Yeah. Invest into crypto, precious metals, real estate, flip a house, right? Like there's so many different ways you can deploy your 401k and IRA money legitimately, yeah. IRS approved without paying penalties and taxes. And, and that's what's called the self-directed retirement account world. And, and that's the space that I've been in for quite some time that you know, I love talking about pe with people because most people aren't aware it exists. A hundred percent. I think like a lot of people listening to this, you know, if they have that, they're like, what the fuck? Like that's so new to them. It's taboo, right? But you, you know how to get it done, right? And let me ask you a question. So for them thinking like, I want to leave it there. Why are you telling people like, no, you can utilize that money for other stuff? Well, there's plenty of people that like what they have. And I am not here to sell investments, right? Yeah. We don't sell real estate. We don't sell investments. We just educate. And for the person out there that loves their Tesla stock, their Amazon yep. stock, that loves equities and mutual funds, great. Like that's the menu that you choose from. That's yeah. the restaurant you like to go eat at. Yep. Great. However, if you're tired of that menu and you want to flip the menu over and have more options than a self-directed retirement account can be for you. So who we help are people that aren't too fond of the stock market or right. maybe they like the idea of having some of their retirement money invested into alternative assets, right? I listed some of those alternative assets, investing yep. in their own business, investing to other businesses, private companies, real estate, just different than what they have. So yeah. we have we help people that have all of their money in the stock market and they don't want nothing to do with it. Or maybe they just want a different flavor, right? A yeah. different option. And I know you said you don't sell the investments, but do you help them decide, like uh, maybe not decide, maybe give them options other than what they're currently used to? Yeah. So once we help them, so we educate them on the plan, right? There's a yeah. couple different self-directed retirement accounts and I know we're limited on time. One account out there that you guys need to be aware of is called a self-directed solo 401k. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best retirement plans out there. It gives you a ton of control. Right? Yeah. So we educate people on a self-directed IRA or a self-directed solo 401k, right? So we teach them how these accounts work. And then if the customer likes the idea of working with us, we'll help them set up the account. We'll walk them through that process. And then once their money leaves their 401k from their old job or their IRA and it gets converted into the self-directed plan with us, it's game on, right? Yeah. They can do their own deals. They can invest into franchises, Everbowl, right? Yep, Crumble, yep. right? Like all these private companies, they can do that all day long. We have resources as well, right? We can point them in the right direction. Hey, here are some companies, some options, some things that you can explore. But ultimately, Ulysses, they're the captain of their own ship, yeah. right? They are not at the mercy of their financial advisor in Wall Street. The, the, the chains are broken. Now they get to essentially be empowered to make their own choices. Right, right. And out of anything that you could have chosen, uh, why did you end up choosing this route, this industry? Man, I fell into this and I got involved into the sales space, the real estate arena yep. back in 08, 09. And I lost my ass. And that's why I'm really excited about the times that we're in right now, Ulysses, because you, know, you probably have talked about this with some of your guests. 
we have, and I say the word, hopefully I'm not going to offend a lot of people, but I say this a lot in, in, in running. There's a lot of fuckery involved in running yeah. 50 miles, right? And that fuckery might happen at mile 20, mile 30. Like you just have chaos. You have doubt. You have uncertainty. There's going to be a lot of fuckery that happens over the next six months, 12 months, two years, right? With interest rates going up. I mean, the interest rates just went up 75 basis points today, right? Yeah, like damn. Yeah. there's just a lot of things happening right now. Inflation, right? So the last time I think we really experienced something like this, what's going to happen is 2008, 2009. Yep. And I got started in, in, in that world at 18, 19 years old. I, I bought a property when I shouldn't have bought a property. I lost that property, right? So I made a lot uh, of mistakes yeah. back in 08, 09 during that recession. But going back to your question, because I was in the real estate space, I was exposed to this world where I hear and I learned that there's people using their retirement account to flip a house, to do tax liens, to have a rental property inside their retirement account. Yeah. And I'm thinking that 18, 19, 20 years old, how is that possible? Because I was told, I was conditioned to believe that a retirement account owned mutual funds. Yeah. The stock, you know, was is in the stock market. It can do real estate. And then I learned about this space and it was something that I saw a problem in the market because I saw that most people aren't aware of this. They're CPAs, they're financial advisors for one reason or another are not teaching people this. So I like the idea of getting this out and shining a light on the subject matter. Yeah, I think, and it's powerful. I think finances is probably one of the biggest things that people need to learn. If they're in business, if they're not in business, like anything like that, right? And I think you being able to provide them alternative options is so, so, uh, you know, um, lucrative. Another thing is like a lot of your clientele, I'm assuming are older individuals, right? Because they're usually the ones with the 401ks and the IRAs. Is that true? Yeah. So who we like to get in front of are people between 40 and 65 years old, like you said, because yeah. they came from corporate. They have an existing retirement account. Uh, we li also like the e-com niche. So if you're listening to this right now and, and maybe you have a high ticket offer, maybe you help people make money with an online business or, or e-com, a lot of your clients need funding, right? They yeah. need money to buy that store from you or buy inventory for their FBA store, their Amazon store, right? Yeah. Well, people can use credit cards all day long. They can use cash, but what if they could use money they have in their retirement account penalty and tax-free to invest into that business, that coaching program, that website, those products, that inventory, that ad spend, that marketing, right? Yeah. People can do that all day long. And a lot of our customers are using their retirement accounts to fund their business. So you know, there's, there's two sides, right? There's the side of, you know, that, that individual, that person that's, you know, 40 years old, 35, 50, that has an established existing retirement account that they really don't like, they're not in love with, and yeah. they'd like to make a change if it makes sense, you know, or, you know, people in that, that e-com space where, you know, maybe they can be an affiliate and we can create, you know, some synergy where we can help them get more deals, their clients access to more capital. So everyone wins. Yeah. And how long have you uh, been doing this? So I worked for a company for a number of years. I got into this space right around 2014. Okay. Worked for a company for a number of years. And then I started Quest Education, th this company, four years ago. So wow, I, I got- Wait, hold on. Quest Education barely four years ago? Yeah, was yeah four years ago. We, we uh, got things going. And I worked for a company back in 2014. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I don't have this story, Yuli, where I was- always a hustler. I was <laughs> like Gary V and yeah. being an entrepreneur out the womb. 
Like that was never me. I have always loved the competitive side of sports. I think that's why I love running because mm -hmm. it's me against me. And how can I do better on this run than I did last run? How can I improve? Right. And I think that carried into me being an employee where I wanted to just be the best. Like, how can I be the best within the company and, and be the best employee and, and help my employee, help my teammates and, and help my boss and my boss's boss. And, and I got to a point where, you know, I rose the ranks of sales, uh, you know, leader and then manager, and then just really got to know the business inside and out. And I'm thinking, man, I have a lot of belief in myself. My, my mom pretty much raised me on her own. And yeah. as a single mother, I know you can probably relate to this. If you are a single mother, one shout out to you because, um, my daughter's 13 years old and I've had my daughter all week. I wanted to hang out with you and grab some dinner with you, but bro, being a single dad for three days, dude, I'm like stressed, stressed out, bro. I got to take yeah. her to school. <laughs> I got to take her to her friend's house. My wife's out of town. Yeah. Like I'm struggling with a 13 year old daughter that can take care of herself. I couldn't imagine you got a two year old, a one year old, yeah. and you're a single parent, right? So shout out to all the single parents out there. But you know, my mom raised me on her, on her own for the most part. And she just had supreme confidence in herself that we were going to make it work no matter what adversity we faced. And there were some times where we lived in a hotel, we lived with friends, we didn't have our own house. And, you know, like most people that grew up in a single parent household, there's struggle. Yeah. So that confidence that my mom had definitely instilled that into me. So, you know, four years ago, I'm thinking, dude, I, I have some great resources, awesome relationships, solid network, got some money set aside. I've got a good credit score. Let me just start my own business, see what that looks like. And I think we can make a good run at it. And yeah. four years later, we've uh, you know helped a lot of people over the years. We've got over a thousand customers in all 50 states and I have an awesome team and we've had a lot of fun. Beautiful office. You know, it's uh, it's Vegas, right? You know, and, and I can share this just to be vulnerable with you guys. Our office used to be way nicer, bro. We had 4,000 square foot, 3,800. Yeah. Uh, we were in downtown Vegas. You know, our, our rent was 13,000, 14,000 a month. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And dude, like that was scary. You know, cause here in Nevada, here in Vegas, like COVID affected us differently than if you're out in Texas or Oklahoma, right? right. Like they shut this shit down. Yeah. Our anniversary, man, my, I've been with my wife for almost 10 years on our anniversary. So COVID shut down what March, 2020, the world shut down. Essentially Vegas shut down the strips closed. So picture this. No hotel is open. The strip is closed. Yeah. Happened in March. Our anniversary is April. So the next month, like, what are we going to do? The world is shut down. So for our anniversary releases, me and my wife like at each other. I'm like, babe, what do you want to do? She's like, how about we just go to the strip and just walk around and see what it looks like? Dude, it looked like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Like Caesars, like all these hotels boarded up their shit. Yeah. Like there was maybe but. 10 people on the whole strip, not one car. And the other eight people that weren't my wife and I were people like us just looking around like, dude, this is fucking history, monumental. So yeah, man, it was, it was 2020 was a challenging year with that. So now, you know, we've got 13 employees. We're not this massive company, but what's the point of having all of this space? We use some of it for events uh, and yeah. podcasts. I'm like, what's the point of all this space? So we bought out the lease. And you know, our rent now is 3,700 bucks and most of my staff works hybrid. So it's yeah. just, you know, as a business owner, it's tough. You want that nice kind of like, wow, other people and kind of, you know, yeah. that ego. Yeah. 
But I'm looking at the cash flow and it's just, okay, most of my staff works from home, remote, world shut down. I think the hybrid model is here to stay. I think there's a lot of value in your employees coming in. It helps the culture, but I think there's still productivity that can be had when employees are working outside the office. So long story short, man, it was, it was a good move. We, uh, and we bought out that lease and then we have something just way more sustainable. And I, I, and you know, and I appreciate you sharing that because similar thing happened to me where like I had an office and it's like, dude, well, nobody's showing up. It's just me. I like it because of, you know, how it looks like. And it's like, for what, you know, yeah. like it's just rent that I'm having to pay. So yeah. it's a, it's a much better move to do that. It's like, you know, it doesn't, you don't even have to go smaller. You can like not even have an office if you didn't want to. Right. It's like, look at the stuff that actually matters which is not the, uh, you know, the ego stuff, right? That, that is so true. And, and I was in that spot. I, I kept going, paying 14,000, 13,000 a month for at least six months. And I did it because I'm like, man, people are going to think of me yeah. less. I don't want to like lose that. We've been there a while. And, uh, like you said, you just have to set the emotions aside and who are you doing it for is a question that you've got to be asking a lot. Yeah, dude. Powerful, powerful. Well, uh, for people that are listening, what's one tip of advice that you can give them, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, working on your finances? So I would implore, if you have a 401k or an IRA, how much are you paying in fees right now? And what is that money invested in? Yeah. And it blows me away, Ulysses, that people can have $50,000, $100,000 in a 401k or an IRA, and they can't even name the investment that it's in. They don't even know the name of their mutual fund or is that mutual fund technology based? Is that mutual fund in the, uh, you know, uh, consumer, consumer, you know, discretionary base where it's like Costco, Walmart and other companies are like, where is that mutual fund exposed to one? Yeah. Two is those fees, right? Are you paying 1% a year in fees? Are you paying 2% a year in fees? And I know that might not sound a lot, a lot to you right now, but if you've got $200,000 in a retirement account and you're paying 2% a year in fees, that's $4,000 a year in fees. Take 4,000 times that by 10 years. Yeah. Dude, that's $40,000 in fees, right? That's going to eat at your return. And at the end of the day, you might have an account that's crushing it and you're paying 2% a year. Great. But now's a really good time to lift up the hood of the car, so to speak, and just look at your account. Look at your account as a vehicle because it is a vehicle. It's a vehicle to either leave money behind for your kids. Like, why do you have that 401k or IRA? Is that to help you through the retirement years and help you with medical costs or help you travel with you and your wife? Is it to leave some money for your kids? Like, what is that money for? It's probably something important, right? Yeah, That's why yeah. you have a lot of it set aside. How much is it costing you and what what the heck is it invested in? And those are just basic fundamentals that you can start with. And then from there, it's a lot easier to think about, I'm happy with what I have actually, or, and I'm not too stoked on what I have. What else is out there that can help me get to my goals quicker? Right, right. And that's where they come to people like you. Amen. <laughs> or you specifically, but. Cool, dude. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. Where can people find you? DanielBlue.me. So that's Daniel and then blue, just like the color dot me. I've got a book I wrote called Blueprints to Your Best Retirement. You can get the book there on the website. It's on Audible. So maybe you want to start doing some long distance running, throw in the <laughs> Audible book, or you can just buy the, the the paperback hard copy as well. 
And then, uh, you know, I've got a podcast as well. It's called How Winners Win. And uh, had Ulysses on the show last week. That episode's going to be fire. And uh, the goal there with that podcast is to help people win in their personal life, their financial life, entrepreneurial life. So I know you guys would love that podcast. And then all my social media handles. And then if you want to reach out to me or, or my team because you have questions or you want to learn more about, you know, what's possible for you, there's some places that you can take action on that website too. Perfect, dude. I appreciate you being on the show. You crushed it. Hey, thank you so much for having me.